everyone. Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher. And if you are a parent, teacher, admin, therapist, you are welcome into our inner circle. Today, I have brought with me um, someone who is perfect to talk to us. As a community who is going through a ton of uncertainty and chaos, with schools being shut down and more things out of our control than ever before, I have with me Allison, who is a master IEP coach and so many other things, but she will tell you more about herself um, better than I can. So welcome, Allison. Yeah, thank you for having me, Catherine. You holding up in Chicago? <laughs> We're all doing well here. We're doing as best as to be expected. And, you know, I feel pretty grateful for um, having kind of at my fingertips a ton of resources from being in the special needs community for the last 20 years, for being a special needs sibling my entire life, and in being able to um, just kind of pull on some of my experiences from these last couple of decades um, to, to put them in place. But let's just face it, we're in uncharted territory. Yeah. And um, so can you just share with everyone what kind of brought you here to the special needs community and what you're currently doing in the special needs community? Yes, so four years ago, I became a mom to an amazing girl named Rosie. She was born with Down syndrome and several other uh, medical complications. We've spent a lot of time at our local children's hospital. Um, a few years later, we adopted our son, Beau, who also has Down syndrome. He doesn't have quite the health history that Rosie has. Um, but as we know, all of our kids with IEPs, regardless of diagnosis, have completely different needs in education and at home. Um, I've learned that um, in our parenting journey for sure. And so I became a master IEP coach about a year ago. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of me getting a foundational understanding about the state of special education. And now I'm actually in the middle of um, a graduate program, getting my master of social work um, to work with parents um, and hopefully someday work in policy for special education policy in our country. So um, that's what I'm doing. I'm a full-time grad student and a mother of two. And don't ask me how I make that work because I don't really know, especially in days like today. So. <laughs> yes, but you've got some tips for people yeah. to definitely um, get through these times, even when yeah. you don't know how you're going to get through those times. So um, we are we are like raw and unedited here. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. Go ahead and go a little closer to your microphone when you give us these tips to make sure that we, we hear them loud and clear. Um, so I, I want you to go ahead and jump in because one of the things that you are passionate about is every time you teach about IEPs, you also teach about mental health strategies for parents. And this applies to teachers and everybody else who's kind of circling around these special education um, concerns and things, which are at a whole different level right now. So go ahead and share with us. You have um, six tips that I know you're emailing out to everybody. I'm going to make sure that everybody gets the link to your newsletter, so which means they'll know how to find you on your blog and Instagram and Facebook yeah. and all of those things. Um, but you have three specific tips that will help today for what with everything that everybody's dealing with. So share those with us. Yeah, so um, like you said, every time I share about IEPs, to me, it's an ethical responsibility that I have to also equip parents to maintain their own um, well-being and kind of inner life um, because it can just feel so out of control and really um, difficult. And so days like today, everybody needs that. Um, these times are 
almost as stressful as like the first time you go into an IEP meeting and how out of control that can feel. And so um, what I've done is I've adapted some of those tips that I give for IEPs to fit our current moment, the situation we're all in. Um, so number one is break your steps into smaller pieces. Um, Catherine, you taught me to teach parents to create a parent input statement. Um, and that is your place in the document and it can be used strategically. Well, right now, um, instead of breaking that into smaller pieces, more manageable pieces, we have to break our entire life into smaller pieces. Um, what we know about the brain is that even if you don't consider yourself a list person or a person who keeps a paper planner or something like that, the brain loves a plan regardless of kind of how you see yourself, that is something that will help your mental health now. It doesn't have to be the schedules that we're seeing going around, like recreating the school day. I think we've talked about that earlier this morning. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just for you on an individual level, do what you need to do. So if you're already a planner, a person who makes a lot of lists, if you know what works for you, lean into that and go deeper with it. Get more specific with your to-do list. So instead of put make dinner on your to-do list, maybe break that down. Say, put the meat in the Instant Pot and put the sweet potatoes in the oven or whatever it is. Get more specific. The more specific you are, the more planned out you'll feel. Um, and it's less about a feeling and more about understanding that this is what everyone's brain needs in order to kind of stay ahead of things right now. Um, and if you're not a list maker, now might be the time to try that. <laughs> um, and so number two is to reduce and minimize your voices of influence. So in IEP world, I tell parents, don't just go to, go to Google and um, type in ABA therapy or don't go to Google and type in uh, how do I prepare for an IEP. Um, that will lead you down more often than not hours and hours of stress and you will leave with more questions than answers. Um, I tell parents, minimize the voices of influence, decide who you are going to listen to and who you're not going to listen to, who, who frankly just makes you more anxious um, and stick with those voices and um, give yourself boundaries around the consumption of even those people's advice. So um, that, I mean, I, I tell parents, if I'm giving you too much right now, take, take what you need right now and the information will be there. Like the information will be there when you need it. And to me, there's also, um, a side of that that's maybe a little bit woo-woo, it's trusting that you will know what you need to know when you need to know it. Um, because there's, there is an endless fount of information about IEPs and about how we can kind of get by over the next few weeks or the next couple of months, depending on where you live. Um, and so minimize your little circles of influence and who you're going to listen to and um, give yourself some boundaries around how and when you listen to them. And then the third thing is, um, might not work for everyone, but I find that it has worked with a lot of my clients, especially in stressful IEP seasons, um, is isolate your stress into one time frame. And what I mean by that is make an appointment for yourself um, to stress out. So um, this is something that can be very therapeutic for the right people. And when I shared this before, I saw people nodding like, oh, that'll be great. Because what can often happen in stressful seasons is we can have, this sounds really heavy, but it's true. We can have intrusive thoughts, like anxious thoughts about different elements of the IEP or right now, different elements of social isolation and um, what's not happening since your kid's not at school. All of these things can be intrusive thoughts that come in throughout the day. 
and making an appointment for yourself to get all of those things out, like 30 minutes. This is my time to think of all the things that popped up in the last 24 hours or the last 12 hours, um, what have you, so that you can put it all on paper. If you're a journaler, I highly recommend you put it all on paper um, and even have some sort of like ritual, again, the woo woo factor here, but your brain will love this. If you write it down in a journal, here's all the things I'm stressing out about. And some of them might give you like tasks to do, but some of it might just be stressful, anxious thoughts. Um, write it all out without judgment, close that journal, and then almost ceremoniously place it on the shelf and say to yourself, this is on the shelf and it'll be there tomorrow at my next 30 minute stress out appointment. And I'll get to sit down and put it all on paper. But, but the rest of the day, when those anxious thoughts come into your mind, remember, you have a time set aside for this. Um, and it doesn't have to consume your day because that's not helpful for anyone. It can actually be, um, it can actually lead to spiraling, <laughs> you know, like where you get to a point where like nothing productive is happening, nothing, nothing good is coming from it. But the truth is some of those anxious thoughts can't, like stress isn't inherently bad, right? Like it's not inherently bad, but if it's leading to spiraling, we need to contain it. And so that's, um, that's what this can offer for some people. If that seems to stress you out even more, if you're like, I don't want to give myself a 30 minute, like those 30 minutes sound horrible, then don't do that. <laughs> um, but I know that that has been helpful for some of my clients in the past during the stressful season of IEP planning. So I'm a time blocker. That's yeah. how I, so that like what, what you're describing is kind of like, like you're saying woo woo. And I'm like, no, like that's a very structured business practice. You know, people right. ask me all the time, how do you get everything done? Right. And it's like, I time block. Like if you see my calendar, you will literally see rectangles yeah. that are shaded in different colors. And it's not because here's the, I am not like a cute scrapbooker. <laughs> I'm not like the person who has time to make all these lists and make them pretty. I'm not the Pinterest mom. Yeah. In fact, I have so much going on. But if I sit down every morning and I time block and I'm like, I know from two to four, I'm going to have family time that's not interrupted by anybody. I'm not letting the headline come in. I'm not going to do IEP work. I'm not going to, you know, I've got a lot of different communities, right? Like so I'm coaching in the special education inner circle and I'm coaching master IEP coaches and I'm being looked to from a lot of people. Like how do we interpret what's going to happen when we get back to school and to do that? And that can, could be overwhelming and intrude into my entire day and add to the stress. Or I can time block and say between these hours, I work with these people between these hours I work with these people and from these hours I have family. And that's what you're saying. Like all of us can do that. So you have different responsibilities now that your kids are not on a, on a schedule. You, you have to time block that out. Yeah. And I think um, you mentioned, I know you have um, teenagers and I, I know that if, if families for the right family time blocking time to really get those thoughts out, um, as a family and kind of sit with it together because ignoring it and teaching our children to repress and suppress is not going to be helpful in the long term. And so having a healthy like container space as a family to, to have your children voice to you, let you be the trusted person who they're coming to about something they heard on the news or something that they heard from, you know, Johnny at school who was talking about these strange times that we're in and so that you can 
clear up some of those things that are probably unfounded that he heard from Johnny, but then also so that you can, you can explain that stress is not inherently bad. It's okay to be afraid, but here are the reasons that we don't have to be afraid. Here are the precautions that, that we're taking and here's who we're trusting. And you know, I'm stressed out too, and that's okay, but we don't have to let that consume us. And, and so I think that it can actually be a really, it, an opportunity in these times to have a therapeutic experience as a family for, for the right family with older kids who can communicate those kinds of things. Um, I think it could be really, really good actually. And we're all about making lemonade out of lemons these days <laughs> because that's what we need. Yeah, and for, for the families that don't have that um, kind of conversation flow at home, you know, their students might be nonverbal, preverbal, you know, and that, and you have experience in that as a mom, you know, but so that's when you, it's all that more important for us as the adult because they feed off of our energy and they don't have the ability um, with their vocabulary to share the stressors that they're taking in in the house regardless of their communication level. They're experiencing that too. So um, I just want to kind of thank you for being here, Allison. So just so everybody knows, I literally just texted Allison and I was like, you know what? <laughs> People need your tips today. So um, so uh, I think her husband's watching the kids. Well, they want Frozen 2. Um, yeah, like none of us have this all figured out. We're all figuring it out as we go. And I just want to thank everybody for being here at the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. And hopefully these tips will help you um, just kind of manage your day to day and know that you're not alone, that we're all in this um, together. I'll make sure that you have the list to get more help from Allison um, through her newsletter. Find her online. She will have that conversation with you of what you can do and make sure that you have the support that you need. So again, Allison, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye, everyone.